welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we're going to have our third annual NBA playoff seeding predictions for the 2020-21 season. We'll get me and Ian's predictions on where certain NBA teams will land by the end of the season. We also will list our top seven star players that are in hopeless situations. We touch on the James Harden latest news, and also we talk about the new rules of load management. Do we agree with them, or do we disagree with them? In MVP versus our new series, we'll have two interesting matchups: Paul Pierce versus Clyde Drexler, and Derrick Rose versus Penny Hardaway. Find out who we think had the better career between the two matchups. And at the end, we have awards to give out. So just sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, and enjoy the show. What up, what up? What's going on? We live, we live. We back, we back. We back quicker. Much quicker than, than, than before. I know, man. I know we we got a we got a lot to get to before 2021, man. I can't believe the NBA is about to start as a Friday. Yeah, dude, preseason, man. So yeah, man, we 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 gotta we gotta kick it in the gear. I hope everybody enjoyed uh, myself and, and, and our dear brother David Ruffin holding it down last week. Oh man, that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> that closed out track that with David. That was nice, man. Yo, yo, real quick, little little bit of trivia. I, I I just found out regarding the Temptations movie and the famous "Ain't Nobody Coming to See You" Otis line. Mm-hmm. Did you know that that line was not in the original script? Oh, it wasn't. Leon whipped that out. He improv that line. Wow, wow. So I saw an interview where they were asking him about that scene, and he said that. Um, after they, they they called cut, the director put him off to the side. And was like, yeah, you know, the actor, the one who was playing Otis, he was like, yeah, he he ain't like you, he ain't like you saying that line, that last line. And Leon told the director, but well, he ain't supposed to like it. You saw his face, right? When I said it, he ain't supposed to like it. And the director was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, we gonna keep that. And I thought that was genius, man. I thought that was genius. He just he just whipped that out and became it became an immortal line. Just off the dome like that. That's the most iconic line in movie cinema, like history, period. Yeah, especially like, yeah, in black movies, yeah. Black <laughs> black movies, period. Like that's more that's more iconic than you told Harpo to beat me. <laughs> exactly. And and, exactly. And, and and you smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> we need to come up with a top ten of like iconic black movie I- lines. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I'm, I might have to squeeze that in the next show. I, I was thinking the same thing, man, like uh, good iconic movie lines, because that, that that was similar to. I remember watching a, a Robert De Niro interview and uh, the Taxi uh, dr- uh, what's the movie uh, Taxi Driver that he was in. He did like in the '70s, and that's where the iconic "You Talking to Me" came from. And he was saying how that wasn't part of the script. He said Martin Scorsese was like, hey man, just freestyle, man. Just 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 shoot at the hip. And he just was like, You're talking to me. He just kept saying it. And then now, like, it's like a classic 
you know, mafia type line, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, those be the best. Those, those be the best. A lot of them be just off the top, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yep, that's that's talent right there. But shout out, man! Shout out to everybody out there, man. Uh, uh people out there who who got who got semi-controversial Zoom profile pics <laughs> that the friends be hating on, and, and brothers who 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 host the meetings be trying to crack down on. I did did. did <laughs> Hey Ronnie, at your congregation, do they got it fixed where like the profile pics don't come up? Yeah, we got we we don't have the profile pics up. We just got the names and that's it. Okay, okay. Yeah, shout out to the friends who are slick and know how to make their profile pic, their background picture, so it still pop up. <laughs> <laughs> so friends that found the shortcut, huh? Yes, it's genius, man. They said you gonna I mean, see my picture. Now, now the good part of it is that the, the pictures are they're fine looking pictures they're they're nice and modest and professional looking so they're nice looking pictures but you know how it goes you always got a couple of people who ruin it for everybody else mm-hmm. and real quick shout out <laughs> shout out to my sister-in-law my sister-in-law Courtney lover to death and I don't I don't even blame her I it's it's I, I think it was some other things going on wait but, wait wait Ian. is this the zoo, the true zoom stories that you Tell yeah, them. yes, it's, it's it's brief. It's brief. She when we when we initially started meeting on Zoom, she had she had two profile pics basically that she switched back and forth with. One now now my sister in law she's single, you know she's single and she's she's a nerd. Okay, she's a proud nerd, so she's always going to comic cons and stuff like that. And you know she's single. She she got she got the time and money to do time to do it to do things you know her way on on her time. So props to her. She had a um she had a picture she had took with Benedict Cumberbatch and uh they, you know hugged up with him and then she had another picture with her hugged up with Jason Momoa. Now, you know how all the sisters young, old, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, they love them some Jason Momoa. So, <laughs> you know, regardless to say, they saw the pic and, you know, people people was humming about it. And after that, I noticed like the meeting after that, we can no longer see people's profile pictures. Mm. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the sisters was talking about it too much. Certain brothers started hating, but shout, shout out to her. Shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> she had a picture with she had a picture with Doctor Strange and Aquaman. <laughs> exactly. But see, I would have went with the Doctor Strange picture because. You know, Benedict is less uh, intimidating. You know, well, he, he, he's had more controversial roles. Though. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, you know, Doctor Strange is kind of like one of those characters where witnesses are. Some you got some witnesses is like, eh, I don't want to touch him. You got other witnesses like, man, he's amazing. So you know, it is what it is. But <laughs> shout out to your sister-in-law for the for the courage. And yes, the yes. Shout out to her, man. Yeah, big time, big time. Oh, and shout out, shout out to Tiana from TikTok. <laughs> big time. That's why I was about to do you should shout out right out of my, <laughs> oh, my mouth. Bad. Shout my out bad. to Tiana from TikTok for shouting out us uh, Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> for what we do and as far as our letter writing work. Uh, we was she was able to receive 
attract through the mail and she posted it on TikTok and just basically said, hey, man, we doing our thing and, and told us to keep doing what we doing. And, and uh, shout out to Brother Sanders for uh, the assistance that Sister Williams gave him in typing that letter to yes. Tatiana. Yes, Brother Williams. I mean, Brother Sanders going to track it down. He going he gonna to make sure he get that study going. Oh, oh, oh that's, that's, that's who my letter went to? What's this TikTok? I don't have that app on my phone. What was <laughs> Brother Sanders better watch out. You'll end up with a Tinder account. <laughs> oh, man. But real talk, man. I really, I remember when I first saw that, I thought it was chilly at first. Yeah, she did kind of look like her. I, I knew it wasn't because her eye color was different. Yeah, her eye color was different. Yeah, yeah. But she looked at like, not like how Chili looked now, but I'm talking about like Chili, like early 2000s, you know, when she had the reality show. And <laughs> that, that, it, it, she talked like her too almost. So yeah. at first I was like, oh, oh, I, I tried getting to, to TLC. Okay, let's go, let's go. And then and I was like, uh, no, <laughs> no way, no way. But uh, she became an overnight yeah. sensation. Yes. Yeah, everybody was sending me that video. I mean, even I think even my mom saw it. You yeah, know. yeah. Oh, yeah. When, you're, when your parents sing you stuff, that means it's getting around. Absolutely. Absolutely. But brother brother Sanders, if you if, if you listening, man, you got to turn that over. Don't be yeah, don't be trying to don't be trying to go over there and study with, with Tiana, man. That's, we we oh. we've been through this before. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't got a couple of Sister Williams studies already. You don't need to get <laughs> no need to get no more. Sure. But yeah, man, shout out to Tiana. But we gonna get into it, man. We gonna get into this NBA, man. We said it. The NBA season starts. Well, the preseason starts this Friday, man. I'm looking forward to it. Everybody's gonna be playing in their individual stadiums, instead except uh, the Toronto Raptors, but. We'll get into that later, but uh, yeah, uh, the season's about to start, and you know what that means. We, you know, we've been doing magnificent vibes for a long time. Well, and what we do before each season is we basically make our predictions of where teams are gonna finish by the end of the season. So this is not like a playoff prediction. This is just where we think teams are going to finish, and then we always come back at the end of the season and tease each other about how wrong we each other was and all that other stuff. So, <laughs> so uh, we're going to get right into it and always let you go first, but I think I'm going to go first this time. Go right ahead, man. Cause I am clueless about the next season, man. I, I feel the most uninformed than I've ever been about having a good grip on who is going to land where. So, so go right ahead. All right. So here's, one of the things that we got to keep in mind going into this season is, you know, load management is being kind of tweaked a little bit. So, you know, and we're going to get into that, too. But, you know, you got to consider load management. You got to consider the COVID-19 protocol. So this might affect seeding a lot. So, you know, by the end of the season, and the way this COVID thing is going, it might screw up a lot of things with these seedings. Not making an excuse for well, my picks and all that. It's just that these are some things that we got to take into consideration going into this season. And it's a shorter season. 72 games is not 82 games. So 
going right, I'm gonna get right into it, man. I'm gonna start off with the with the Eastern Conference, formerly known as the Eastern Conference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just get the bottom nine out of the way. I'm not even gonna over talk them or elaborate on them. But I got the Cavs finishing last as usual. I got the Pistons finishing second to last at 14. I think the Pistons took a step back. Um, the Knicks, I got them at 13. I got the Bulls at 12 because this is a, even though they are under new management and, and all that stuff, they're trying to figure out what pieces is going to stay and what pieces is not going to stay. That's going to be that type of season. Uh, the Hornets, I got them at 11. Sorry, ball boy, but, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be good enough to extend them into the playoffs this year. Maybe maybe the following year, depending on some of the moves they make. Uh, I got the Magic at 10. I got the Magic not making the playoffs this year. I think I think they took a step back with some of their moves. Getting rid of DJ Augustine, I think that was a big setback for them. And uh, losing um, that other guy, Jonathan Isaac, to the torn ACL in the bubble, that's going to hurt them. So I think that brings them down. And then I got the Pacers not making the playoffs. Uh, next year so I mean this coming season I, I think with uh Depot not wanting to be there going they got they got a new coach I know they're gonna have some I know they're gonna have uh Sabonis back um because he didn't play in the bubble they got TJ Warren still but I, I I'm just not I'm just not so on the paces I think they're gonna have a lot of drama going on this year so now we get to my eights, my top eight. Feel free to jump in, Ian, if you disagree. <laughs> okay. At number eight, I got the Wizards. I, I, I think Bradley Beal and Westbrook are going to to. I think they're going to co. I think they're going to coexist well. Um, Westbrook is a point guard that you know doesn't. I know he's a ball dominant point guard, but I think him and Beal. Somehow, some way, I think it's gonna work. I think it's gonna work between them two. I don't see it going beyond first round of the playoffs by any means. I and and I'm gonna tap into Westbrook a little bit later in the show because uh, we got something else cooked up for you, uh, MVP fans. But other than that, man, I, I'm just I got the Wizards finishing eighth. I got Atlanta. I'm looking at y'all. I'm giving y'all the meme mug. Don't let me down. Y'all let me down. Last year, I don't believe, I don't believe in Atlanta. I, I know you don't believe in Atlanta, but Atlanta, I'm looking at you. You, 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 yeah, we, went, we went through this you last year, Rodney. We went through this last year, and I tried to tell you about Atlanta, but okay. Y'all hear him, Atlanta? Y'all hear Ian? Prove him wrong. I need y'all to prove him wrong. <laughs> Ian Ray does not believe in Atlanta. Outcast and, and Lance Keisha Bottoms, y'all cool. <laughs> Everybody else, y'all can keep. Y'all can keep them. I believe in Atlanta. I like the addition of Rondo. I I, I like that. Uh, what's my man's name? They 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 traded for. Oh, and Killer Mike, cool too. I'm uh, <laughs> Killer Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the that biggest the biggest snub of the year, right? By the way, Whew. thank you, Grammys. Uh, yeah. So I got the Atlanta Hawks finishing. Uh, yeah, Clint Capella. Clint, uh, I think Clint Capella. He's gonna be back. They're going to be nice, man. I, I, I'm looking forward to them. At number six, I got the 76ers. I got the 76ers at number six. I just don't That's believe appropriate. 
even with the moves they made, I'm not sold on the Sixers. At number five, I got the Nets. And, you know, I don't think this is their year yet. I think they're going to, you know, maybe I think they're still in the second round. Their potential selling is the finals if if KD comes back the way he is and Kyrie plays like he's supposed to play. But I don't know if that's going to happen. And I just think the East is too top heavy for the Nets to get far. Uh, with that being said, I got the Celtics at number four. I'm rooting for a Celtics Nets first round matchup. And that's why I got the <laughs> it's for selfish awesome. reasons why I got the Nets. At number five, because I want to see the Celtics play the Nets in the first round. That would be a great series. The Raptors at number three. I got Miami at number two, and I got the Bucks at number one. It's showing proof for the Bucks, man. No excuses. If y'all don't make it to the finals, man, I don't see Giannis being there long. Giannis can talk all of that. Oh, they can come to me. You know, the superstars can come over here and play with me, but I'm going to be faithful. No, no, no. You're going to get tired of losing, bro. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. All that Greek I, stuff. I, I, Giannis is—he strikes me as just being very naive and idealistic, and in a but in a good way. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not necessarily the mentality or uh, you know the philosophy that's going to you know guarantee success. But you know, I, I see where he's coming from. You know, you don't want to always take the easy way out, and, and with him. With his upbringing and everything, I can see that being drilled drilled into him, you know, at an early age. So, you know, hey, it, it is what it is. Man, Rodney, your, your, your top eight is a lot like my top eight. It's not terribly different, with the exception of the Hawks. So what you got um, for the East? So for the East, for number eight, I have the Pacers. Okay. Um, I think they'll still be around, but clearly I think they're going to drop off a level. I think the Oladipo situation is a little toxic. Number seven, I got the Wiz. I think Westbrook significantly raises their ceiling. I mean, you you traded a guy who hadn't played in two years. Like, how how is this? How does how does Washington not come out the winner of this trade? Like, their 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 contracts were comparable, and he significantly raises their ceiling. Now, is it good for Bradley Beal? Yeah, that's debatable. But I'll get into that later. All right, number six, I got the Sixers. <laughs> um. The reason I had them in six is because, realistically speaking, what's their ceiling? Their ceiling's their ceiling got cracked when when Kawhi Leonard hit that shot on them. Uh, you know, they act like, oh, we were so close. Well, no, no, you weren't. You were you were in the second round of the playoffs. You still would have had to play the Bucks in the Eastern Conference had you won that game. It probably would have got crushed by them. Like they they act like, oh, we were so close. You know, if it wasn't for that, those bounces from Kawhi. Like, nah, y'all were. Y'all, y'all a couple of bounces away from getting swept by the Bucks. That's where y'all were so close from. Okay. Number five, I got the Nets um, as well. <laughs> also at number five. Number f- you, you already hit on the right points, Rodney. Uh, there's so many question marks with the Nets. I, I couldn't put them any higher than five. I think they'll be hanging around. But I, I couldn't justify putting them higher than five. Um, number four, I got the Raptors. Number three, I got the Celtics. I I'm not I'm not sold on. I think they'll be good, but I'm I'm not sold on this Tristan Thompson move. I, I'm um, not either. Are you? I'm 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 not. But it is. I don't think it's gonna be like. That's not the championship move. But they did need rebounding. They you know offensive rebounding because they was getting killed on the glass. But 
So I think it was a good move in regards to that. Will it make? Will it boost them to the finals? I don't. I don't think so. Well, I think they made the move for the right reasons. Like you mentioned, they do need a traditional center who can rebound and, and defend the rim. But do you know Tristan Thompson's injured already? He got injured in practice already. Oh, he did? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like, so it's like, I, I believe they made the move for the right reasons. They just went for the wrong guy. I think Tristan Thompson is a dude who's just past his prime. I, I think he was, he's, he was past his prime, honestly, like two years ago. But whatever. Um, number two, I got the Heat, and number one, I also have the Bucks. Okay. Okay. Uh, got the Raptors down a little bit this year. Yeah. What did I had them at? I had them at four. You had them at four last year. You had them. I think you had them a little higher than that. I might have. I might have. I'd rather go back. But you got the Raptors at at number four. Hey, man. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's different is you got Atlanta not in in there. So you probably got Atlanta like just knocking on the door. But uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. I got I got I got Orlando knocking at the door. But. <laughs> Orlando. I don't, I don't know, man. Orlando lost too much for me, man. They they they. Uh, well, you know what? No, I take that back. I take that back. I forgot about Charlotte. Charlotte Charlotte's going to be good. They're going to be entertaining to watch. They're just not gonna be. They're gonna be like the, the. Remember the Clippers when they had Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson and all of them. Like they yeah. were. They, they were exciting to watch, but they wasn't winning no games. You know. Yeah. So, with that being said, we got the Western Conference at number fifteen. I'm gonna just scrape off the the last nine, but I think one of these is gonna shock you. Uh, at number fifteen, I got Minnesota, of course. <laughs> the Wolves are trash. The Sacramento Kings, I think, took huge steps back. I got them at fourteen. I got the New Orleans Hornet, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, rather, at number thirteen. I got OKC at twelve. San Antonio at eleven. And here's the kicker: I got the Memphis Grizzlies finishing in the tenth spot, and I got the Houston Rockets not making the playoffs. Mm. I got the Houston Rockets I like it. in the playoffs. I like it. That I think they're gonna come out. They got too much drama. We're gonna get into James Harden later, but this uh it's turning nasty, man. This is getting ugly. This situation getting ugly. Uh at number eight, gets right into my top eight for the West. I got Phoenix at eight as the eighth seed. I got the at the seventh seed, I got the Golden State Warriors. At the sixth seed, I got the Portland Trailblazers. At the fifth seed, I got the Dallas Mavericks. At the fourth, I got the Nuggets. At the at the third at the third spot, I got the Utah Jazz moving up a little bit. Really? I like some of their acquisitions. I thought they they did pretty good over the offseason. Uh, the Clippers at number two, and then the Lakers number one. Okay. Okay. All right. I got some I got some controversial picks. Um, at number eight, I got the Suns. I think they're gonna just make the AFC. Number seven. So <clears throat> number seven, I got Golden State. Number six, I have Utah. Mm. I don't really believe in Utah like that. And I, I was very close with putting Utah at the seventh seed and bumping Golden State up to six. You know what? In fact, you know what? Let me do that. It's, it's your show. It's, it's I'm your, dropping. Your no, it's your show. It's your I mean, show. I got, that's what I meant. It's your picks. It's your picks. Let me do that. I'm putting Utah at seven, Golden State at six. I got the Clippers at five. 
Oh wow, you got the Clippers falling off. I do. I do. I mean, I show. I mean, I nothing. Nothing they've done in the off season has impressed me. What what have they done to show that they they might be the two seed in the West? You swapped out Harold for Ibaka, which is I think that's, a, I think that's an older version of Rage. I don't know about that one. Number 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 four, I have Portland. Number three, this might be controversial. Number three, I got the Mavericks. You know what? I was I was wrestling with the Mavericks, man. I had I actually had the Mavericks when I originally did this list. I had them at number two. And I was like, uh, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get fanboyish over over Luca's playoff run last year. So I don't want to overhype them like that or overrate them like that to the point where I got them finishing second. So I, I moved them down to, to fifth because I still don't think they're better than the Nuggets, the Clippers, or the Jazz. But hey, it is what it is. Okay, okay. I got them at three. Um, number two, I got the Nuggets. And then number one, I got the Lakers. Okay, okay. Here's the thing. The Clippers could be one of those teams. And I'm not saying that they got a chance to win a championship. I don't think they're going to win a championship. But they could be a dangerous number five seed. It, it, could, it, 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 could, be, it could be one of those things. I, I wouldn't want to play them. So, so, if so, they if, if they... If they face the Blazers in the first round, you think the Clippers are going to win that? It could go either way. The Blazers at full strength because they always seem to be injured come playoffs that time. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not willing to bet my life on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the Portland Trailblazers, and and that's the thing. The Portland came into. The reason why they had such a good bubble is because they got back a lot of guys they lost during the regular season. So now they're going to be going into next season a lot stronger. All the guys are going to be healthy. It, it, it could, it could be a, that could be a tough series for 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 the Clippers. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Portland beat the Clippers. I, I you know, but I, I do think that the Clippers are good enough to beat the Portland Trailblazers in the series. So you have the Nuggets at the four seed. So if you, you think you think you think if the Clippers face the Nuggets in the first round, what do you who, how do you see that playing out? Well, I see it, it playing out a lot like the, the, it just did this year. Well, I got the Clippers on my list at number two, so they wouldn't play, and I got the Nuggets at four. So I don't think I don't I, know, I the Nuggets lost hypothetically them. if they faced off in the first round. If they face off in the first round, I think I, I still think the Clippers win that series. I don't. I still think the Clippers win. I, I don't. I don't see the Clippers letting their guard down again. A lot more focused and my, a lot more locked in than last season and losing to the Nuggets team. That is, they lost a couple of pieces that were vital to stopping or slowing down Kawhi Leonard and slowing down. Paul George. So this is true. This is true. I, I don't know. They they get my boy, you know, uh Taron Rams back, but you know, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's enough. I don't know if Will Barton's enough. <laughs> Coming off that injury. I'm, 
I'm worried about my boy Will, man. I don't know, man. I don't know how he gonna look after this thing. He not, he not tearing up rims the same like he used to, no, man. He ain't doing it no more, man. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, we forgot to do this, man. We forgot to do this. Can't, can't. I just wanna, I just wanna do a quick uh, shout out to my boy and your goat, Lance Stevens. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know why? Why is that? Because, and I'm looking it up right now, because I thought I read this the wrong way. He was named the most valuable player. Here it says, Lance Stevenson, in August of 2019, signed with the uh, I hope I'm saying this right. The, Lion the Flying Tigers, Flying Leopards, the Flying Leopards. I'm sorry. I've been watching Lance's. I've been watching Lance's China career. If you don't know, yes, he helped them in a 83 to 82 title win over the SK Knights at the 2019 East Asia Super League Terrific 12, and was named the MVP of the Terrific 12. But yet, this man not is surprising. not on a team. Not surprising. He's the league MVP in China, and they know best because, you know, they're smart. Yes, they're smart people over there, and they, they recognize the talent before them. I was wondering where you were going to put Lance Stevenson in a, in, a, in a career versus battle with MJ. That's what I was <laughs> Hey, well, we could do that the next show. We, we, yeah, we, let's we, do yeah. it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's debate two goats that have been long debated for a long time. We... we we gotta do that. We gotta do that. But we're going uh so those are our predictions for all our listeners. Write them down, note them, put it, you know, pin it, write it, mail it off. What uh Shaq say about the Sacramento Queens? Yeah, write down. <laughs> Take a picture. Take a picture. <laughs> I don't care about the Sacramento Queens. <laughs> Shaq was so disrespectful to them. <laughs> Apparently, we are too because we don't have Sacramento going anywhere either. So, off to our next part of of the NBA part of our segment. Uh, I, I presented this to Ian over the weekend. I thought this was an interesting topic that we could discuss, um, and it's entitled Seven Players That Are in Hopeless Situations." And I'm just gonna ram off. Very some interesting. Names. This is a very interesting topic, Rodney. I'm gonna ram. I'm gonna ram off some names, and I just let it want to let you know if you agree or disagree. And if I left any off, just let me know, or if you got a seven that you chose. So at number seven, I got Zach Levine. Now it was on my list, but I scratched him off for somebody else. Mm, okay. At number six, I got Russell Westbrook. I disagree. Uh, and I'll explain later on what's Westbrook. At number three, I got Blake Griffin. Hmm. At, at number four, I got DeMar DeRozan. At, hmm. at number at number five, I got Bradley Beal. At number six, you'll be surprised at this next one. Damian Lillard. He almost made my list. And at number I- s- <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not number six and number two. And at number one, I got Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Wow, you didn't have anybody I had. Who you got? Okay. Honorable mention, I got Steven Adams. Um, 
he he's he's not a skill player. He's more of a will than skill player. But I've always liked Stephen Adams, and you know me, Rodney. It's always hard for me to give props to players of a certain persuasion because I feel they get uh, get overrated a lot. But he's one of the good ones, you know. Like he he is he is such a great teammate. He he. He goes out there, he gives it his all, and he just gets kicked in the groin by Draymond Green. <laughs> he's he's he always seems to just bounce from one hopeless situation to the next. But he seems like such a good, genuine guy and a good teammate and ball player. Um, just I I, I like the guy. Hey, um, Westbrook owes owes him his career. Like he owes Stephen Adams because oh, yeah. Stephen Adams was nice enough to let him have a lot of those rebounds. Because uh, I mean, Stephen Adams. Is one of the best offensive rebounding big men in the game right now. So yeah, like I I I, I agree with that. I agree with that one. I would replace that with uh, I would replace him with 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 Zach Levine. I, I agree. Um. So I at number seven, I got Kawhi Leonard. Mm. No, that's controversial, but like. The Clippers, I just don't believe in the Clippers. And now they got a new coach. Well, he's not new, new. He was their assistant last year. But, like, they didn't make any really real impressive offseason moves. Um, you know, when you got the Lakers, you know, who who just retooled and reloaded, like, even better than before. I heard somebody describe it as, like, the scene in, um, the scene in uh, 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 Harlem Nights where they were, like, letting off the machine guns in an alley. Yeah. And then that one guy was popping up with the little pistol, like pew. <laughs> they were saying the Lakers are the, are the dudes with the machine guns, and the Clippers are the dudes with the pew. With the pew. <laughs> yeah, Kawhi Kawhi is in a bad situation, and I don't know why no one else sees it. Number six, I have Giannis. Mm. You kind of already touched on this, Rodney. Um, I, I think I think that coach is not what they need. I think that. The franchise doesn't have enough pull and appeal to attract, you know, all-star uh, um, free agents. The city of Milwaukee is just not a destination city like that. They're not what they're not known for anything other than cheese and beer. You know, they're not they're not known for having a particularly nice, you know, high quality nightlife. You know, they're not known for having a good climate, a good warm, nice, warm, sunny climate. Um, so I got Giannis number five. I got Devin Booker. But okay. this, this was, we'll wait and see what happens with the Chris Paul trade. And, and you know, he's, he, he almost stays made my list. list. He stays on the list. I'm going to tell you why. Because Chris Paul is going to be gone after a year. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're going to be very interesting to watch and, and fun to watch. But after this year, they, I, Phoenix is going to let Chris Paul go to his next destination. So, Devin Booker remains in a bad situation. Number four, I actually do have Bradley Beal um, from your list as well on my list. Um, he he made a huge leap, you know, in terms of talent last year, and now what Russell Westbrook is going to stall that. Um, number three, I got Colin Sexton. Oh, that's an interesting pick. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't even really need to explain that one. He's in Cleveland. So That's self-explanatory, yeah. Right. Who who, who goes to Cleveland by choice? Um, number two. <laughs> no Kim Noah reference. <laughs> <laughs> number two, I got I got Donovan Mitchell. I believe in him, but I don't believe in his teammates or his franchise. Like the Utah Jazz, I'm I'm not gonna say they don't have a culture of, of a winning culture over there. 
But I mean, they really haven't had one in a while. And I don't trust his teammates. And I don't, Utah is another one of those, those franchises that has a hard time acquiring high level all-star talent in free agency. But Donovan Mitchell is legit, man. He he's one of those dudes. I see him play, and he's he clearly has a taste for blood. Mm. Uh, and then number one, I got De'Aaron Fox. Um, oh, very really? ta- very talented dude. The Kings are just that Mickey Mouse organization. They they've always underachieved. Um, they're a rat team. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should have lost that battle to Seattle. Honestly, that was just my, that's my personal opinion. That's another podcast, but yeah. Now I almost had Lillard on my list, but I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Their, their, his situation is not as bad as you might think. I just feel like, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. McCollum has a high ceiling. They'll, they'll have Nurkic again. Um, I, with them, it just all depends on who they face off with in the first and second round of the playoffs. Right. But their their situation is not hopeless. DeRozan, the team that he's on is bad because of him. <laughs> so, like, he is the bad situation. Yeah, and, and, and the thing with DeRozan is that I don't... <laughs> he He's stuck. Like, I don't see him... You know, he's always going to be a decent player, but not decent enough to be like, like, he's not going to get a big money deal past the Spurs. Like, he'll he'll get a nice contract somewhere else. It's just that, man, I don't see him going anywhere with the Spurs. I don't see him going anywhere. The Damian Lillard thing, getting back to Damian Lillard, the reason why I put him on my list is because I don't think there, he's ever going to win a championship there. No matter how much they try to improve that team, they just always couple of steps behind every year. They're always and and, and their weaknesses always get uh, exposed like horribly in the playoffs. Like they look the Portland Trailblazers one of those teams. They they look so good against other teams, but when they go up against the major t- talented teams, their weaknesses get gruesomely exposed and it's like they lose in such in the most humiliating ways and it's just like how many how much more can Damian Lillard take this to the point where it's like hey man you know what he's gonna be another probably Chris Paul walking around the league trying to find a place to win another ring you know I I just think Portland I just think he will never win a championship in Portland I just don't think so I don't think he'll win a championship in Portland either unless Unless, like, LeBron, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, unless they all, like, drop dead all of a sudden. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't. <laughs> And the sunrise in Portland and and uh, Jerome Kersey come back from the dead and, and Cliff Robinson comes back from the dead and Kevin Duckworth come back Spliff, from the dead. Spliff Robinson, Spliff Robinson. Yeah, Spliff Robinson and they all <laughs> just miraculously come back on the team. Spliff and, Robinson, he had them reefer lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to do a versus battle on Spliff too. Like, like, yeah, you like, know he like, was a he was a uh, he was like a huge spoken NBA players. He was a huge advocate for that. Like, like in his final years, like getting it, um, you know, legalized, legalized. in certain states. Yeah, he was very active with that. Split yeah. Robinson, baby. 
Spliff Robinson. Shout out to him. Shout out to uh, Josh Howard. All our uh, <laughs> we totally <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, man, I'm surprised Rashid you don't have Wallace. Like, I got a Rashid Wallace beat tape coming up. I'm working up on. It's called O One She. Hey, O One She was nice. He was. He was. I'm gonna make a sequel called O Four She. I've been looking for this clip for the longest on YouTube, and I cannot find it. I know someone in the United States or someone overseas got this clip, and just need to go ahead and hurry up and post it. But I remember I was cutting at Gordy's once, and uh, me and Cece, and uh, you know how Sports Center do they top ten, you know, plays and all that stuff. And it was a game that the Portland Trailblazers played against the Washington Wizards. And Rasheed's first seven field goals were all dunks. First seven, and the first three dunks, it was just like you know regular dunks and everything. But then the fourth dunk, he's like, ah, you know, giving you some emotion. Fifth dunk, ah, sixth dunk, ah. And then on the <laughs> seventh dunk, Amari Stoudemire threw him an alley-oop. No, not, not Amari, Damon Stoudemire threw him an alley-oop. And he caught it from like, it was, it was a bad lob. So he caught it off balance and dunked it before he, you know, flew out of bounds. And he was like, ah! And then Cece was going crazy. <laughs> Did they call a tech on him? No. Surprisingly, they didn't. <laughs> oh, man. Like, he stepped on the court. They was, they was calling texts on him. They, they were calling texts on him if his hair wasn't brushed. Oh, man. <laughs> or if his uh if his birthmark moved in another area in his head. They called for him. Do you remember that? Remember that in the Portland Lakers series in 2000, where he stared the ref down and the, he just looked at the ref, man, and the ref gave him a te technical and ejected him out of the game. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we used to do she wrong, man. Uh, There's something about him they they didn't like. I don't like the way you're looking at me. And Steve Smith. I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want Rashid Wallace staring me down either, but like. Yeah, you ain't had to call a tech on him, man. Like, 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 just be like, yeah, what do you want? What you staring for? Yeah, that's that Tim Donahue stuff, man. Back in the day, all that cheating stuff and refs used to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But watch out for 0-1 Sheed, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely on the lookout. Man, that was a good discussion, man. I, like I said, I, I think Blake Griffin, West, Westbrook and Bradley Bill, man. I, I don't know, man. This... Is Bradley ever gonna be anything other than a Washington Wizard? Yes, yes, I, I, I believe that. I believe like, that. Like, they're not gonna win. Like Westbrook, I don't see him. And that's what I mean, like hopeless situations as far as is never gonna get an opportunity to win a championship, man. I just think, you know, Blake Griffin, he's in a bad situation. He got hurt again. I don't know if he's gonna bounce back from that. Uh, you know, exactly. We'll see. Blake Griffin, like, is it so much that he's in a bad situation or, or is he the bad situation? I don't think he's the baddest situation. I just think he got, oh, everybody knows he got screwed in LA. Like, that, that, they sent, I just felt like the Clippers sent him to the dungeon because of all this, you know, all the stuff. And a lot of that stuff you can blame Blake Griffin because, you know, he did some 
questionable stuff too when he's with the Clippers that kind of, you know, forced the Clippers hand a little bit, but they kind of dumped him into a, a dumpster fire. It was like, it was like the uh, Randy Moss situation when, when Ran remember when Randy Moss went to, to the Raiders for like a couple of years after he left Minnesota and he basically like, you never even, you didn't hear a peep out of Randy Moss. And then he bounced back and goes to the Patriots and they go to the Super Bowl. They go 18 and 0. You know, it is like, oh man, you know, we forgot about Randy Moss. We forgot about how great he was, you know? And I ain't saying that Blake Griffin is on the same level as a, a Randy Moss, but I'm just saying, like, I just felt like he just got put in the dumpster, man, with that Detroit Pistons trade, man. And it was just like, they, the Clippers were plotting to find a situation where Blake Griffin was not going to be successful in. And Detroit was the perfect landing spot for it. And he stuck there. Detroit was willing to take up that, that contract. And it, it hasn't paid dividends at all for them. Not at all. They not made it all. to the playoffs that one year in the first round, but Blake was hurting that series. And they really couldn't do nothing. So it is what it is, man. But uh, and then Carl Anthony Towns, the uh, reason why I got him at number one, because I, I think Carl Anthony Towns is a talented big man. I just think he, you, you know, know what? I, I, I thought about that. Like, first of all, shout out to Carl Anthony Towns, man. He recently revealed that he's lost seven relatives to yeah, COVID. Dude, that's bad, dude. Including his, his mom. It's like, that's just a terrible situation, man. Like, people really need to take this 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 seriously. And, and that, you know, uh, I, I, I will. I'm sure you'll get on it when we talk about Harden, but um, yeah. Shout out to him, man. I think Carl Anthony Towns is like the third best player on a championship team. Yeah, he is. He is. He's not the best, and that's why I think he's stuck. It was like Minnesota is treating it like, oh, he's our leader. We're gonna we're gonna build around him, but he's not that dude. He's not the guy that leads. You know, Jimmy Butler tried to tell y'all that a few years ago, but it was just like. They, they stuck on building around him and making the team better around him, but it's not working. Because he, like yeah. you said, he's not the best player on a good team. He can go to the the Lakers or he can go to the Nuggets and he, he'll he be the third best player on those teams or even fourth. Yeah, at best third. At best third. So, I don't know, man. Carl, Carl is stuck, man. I, I don't see Minnesota going anywhere no, no time soon. Uh, speaking of not masking up, James Harden in the club getting his little uh, lemon pepper, lemon pepper Lou with no mask on, making it rain. So disrespectful. Twice. So disrespectful. Twice. Twice. He, he went to a club in Atlanta. Then he flew past. Houston to go to another club in Las Vegas. He's not masked up. He's not hiding it. No, nope. this dude. This is not a Houston Rockets issue. This is an NBA league issue. Okay, what is he supposed to do now? He's supposed to. You're 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 a teammate of James Harden, and they really want him to come back. And you know he's been out clubbing maskless. You really want to come back into the same building and practice with this dude? No way. The league has to sit him down. And poor Steven Silas, man, he didn't walk into the worst situation, man. I feel so bad for this dude. Because yeah. now he has to address the Harden thing. You coming off, your team is coming up fresh off a very unpopular trade that they just, just did. 
Okay, fresh the off, Eagles fresh off getting embarrassed by the Lakers in the playoffs. Well, he wasn't around. Yeah, that too. But he wasn't around for that. But he's he's trying to come in as positive as he can. But it's like your star player clearly doesn't want to be there. You know, he has two years left on his contract. So, you know, Houston, the Rockets need to send a message to Harden. Like, look, dude, you ain't going to pull this crap. Okay. You're going out partying unma- without a mask. The NBA needs to intervene and, and sit him down and be like, nah, you're not playing. Oh, and by the way, you're not getting paid either. Y'all, y'all just issued a rule book, a COVID-19 rule book as thick as the Christian Greek scriptures. And this dude is out doing this. And you got you got the you got the preseason starting this Friday. Yeah, this yeah. isn't a matter. It'd be one thing if like he was supposed to be at practice because because he skipped practice, by the way, with, with his new coach. It's not a matter of you. You didn't just not show up to practice to go to the club. You didn't show up to practice to go to the club in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what does that say? You're just you're just slapping your fan base in in the face with this crap, with this with this irresponsible, reckless behavior. You know, and he ain't got a care in the world. You know, and I get it. He's trying to force a trade, but like, what what team would want him now? He's hurting his own trade value. I'm gonna send you this article from Complex. Um, you know, because if we talk about this, we're gonna go over time. But there's a statistic out there about James Harden and how he plays in certain cities with good adult entertainment. And uh, <laughs> you'll be blown away by it, by <laughs> some of his statistical performances in some of these cities. Uh, they say, it said that if, uh, the polls found that, that James Harden plays the worst in these particular cities and the stats are there to prove it. So I'm gonna send you that off wax. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. And and, and Game of Zones touched on it pretty well too. Um about his his issues. So uh and then again, you know, the new load management rooms, we ain't really gotta get into that, but we all know. Uh I thought I I really like the load management tweaking that they did, you know, to help out the teams that made it into the bubble. They got it. The NBA got it right in regards to that, you know. Uh, kind of had a feeling they would, though. Yeah, yeah. But I do also like that the fact that they can't um, do low management for primetime games, which I'm really happy about because you want to see those marquee matchups. You want to see the best players go up against the best players in those matchups, you know. So that's the way it should be. That's, that's the, way the way it should, should be. be. That's their money. Back. The NBA man, dude, Adam Silver, man, he's he's a pretty competent uh, commissioner, man. I, I got to give it to him. I, that's another reason why this James Harden thing is so atrocious to me. Um, you know, and Houston fan, Houston Rockets fans are so stupid because they they defend this dude to death. Well, he's a star. He's gonna get preferential treatment, dude. This ain't about preferential treatment here. This ain't about player empowerment. This is about like reckless, I don't give a crap behavior. I want out of this city. I want off of this team, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I don't even know who would want him right now. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the, 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 the changes that, that Adam Silver is making. He's being real. Even though the NBA season is starting longer than some some of the players liking, I think Adam Silver is handling it well. He's taking precaution. 
He's not just slapping this. He's not just forcing this. He, he wants it to happen, especially for the sake of the teams that didn't get to the bubble, to get them going. Uh, I think that was a good idea to start the season late in December. And, you know, around around the holidays where people, mostly everybody's going to be home anyway, it's something to watch. So, Do you think they make it to the Christmas opening day? Ah, uh, good question. I don't know. With, 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 it was like 48, 50 NBA players got tested positive for COVID? Um, I didn't even know that. I, I, and I think I just, enough. Wow. I, I know Draymond Green is one. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm a little skeptical with them not being in a bubble. I am too. I mean, the NFL is handling it horribly right now. So it's like, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know how the NBA is going to handle it. What they got, and with the NBA is different. They play a little bit more frequently than the NFL. NFL is every every Sunday and Monday. You know, NBA is every two days. You got a game, so I don't know. I don't know how they how this is going to work out. But and especially for fantasy, you know, for fantasy reasons. I know a lot of guys get into fantasy basketball. That's going to be. Uh, a crazy season if you're doing fantasy basketball. So yeah, it's it's gonna. I'm interested to see how this is gonna work out if they're not playing in a bubble. So. Yeah, yeah, we we shall see, man. We shall see. I I really think they should have took their time with that part of it and just planned it out a little better. Like you don't have to do one bubble, but maybe do like four bubbles. You know, two for each conference. Have the players play the games in clusters. You know, That's a good idea. I like and, that. And, and you know, just do a shortened season. Yep. And keep the matchups within the division. I mean, that's what the West. That's what baseball did. It kind of semi worked, uh, where they just played like certain teams for the whole season, and then when the playoffs hit, you know, you kind of open it up a little bit. But yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting. We'll see how it worked works out it's going to be one of the most interesting nba seasons that we probably is going to ever witness all right before we get into our next segment we're going to go to a commercial break yes yes we got a new sponsor so we'll be back <laughs> playoff p has been proven to work in the regular season for those who have struggled with moderate to severe postseason disappointment it is not recommended as a first option do not take Playoff P while on Granger. Side effects include choking, heaving, not finishing, constipation, finishing early, and all-around disappointment. Playoff P is not for everyone. Call your doctor if you experience susceptibility to catfishing, kissy face, Australian sensitivity, paternity suits, the inexplicable urge to play for the Lakers, or thinking that dude's butt belongs to a lady. If you experience the loss of Oladipo, please call your doctor immediately. Get headed in a new direction with Playoff P. All right, we back. All right, all right. So, uh, MVP versus is back with uh, another couple of matchups. I actually I decided to do two matchups this week. Uh, we did versus last week. I got some good feedback from that matchup last week. So we're going to get right into this matchup. First off, I'm going to kick it off. You, you, you mentioned point guards. Well, I got these two point guards going up against each other today. We got Derrick Rose versus Penny Hardaway. Who had the better career? 
and why? Um, now, I, man, I really wanted to dig further into the stats, so I'm, I'm going completely off the dome here. Okay. Um, and, and, and you know, uh, re, you know, recent scene memory. Um, uh, right off the top, I'm going with Derrick Rose. Um, even though he folks, and I'm from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going with D Rose one because Penny Hardaway, man, Penny Hardaway, he was good. He was good. Did he ever win MVP? No. Okay, Derrick Rose was the youngest player to win MVP to date. Um, now both of them dealt with injuries, but Derrick Rose is still kind of, you know, he's still kind of writing his, you know, his comeback story right now. He's still currently playing. Penny, man, he he went down so hard, so quick after his injuries. It was like you forgot he was even in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that alone, I'm going with Derrick Rose. I understand. I know, I know Penny made it to had a finals appearance, which Derrick Rose didn't have, but I, I'm going Rose. Nice, nice. And Penny had Penny had more help, man. Penny had Shaq. That's the, so it's like what his what team did accomplish. It was more of a team effort. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna just rip off some of the accomplishments from both. Players. Rose's best teammate was no Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah. Yeah. Shout out to Joakim Noah for retiring too. Uh, yeah, he NBA, needs to <laughs> NBA Most Valuable Player Award, of course, Derrick Rose. He's a three-time NBA All Star. All NBA. He made All NBA First Team in 2011. NBA Rookie of the Year 2009, which um, I, I don't think Penny won Rookie of the Year. He lost that to Chris Webber. Uh, all NBA All Rookie First Team. He's won two FIFA Gold Medals, which I didn't know. I knew he won one, but I didn't know he won two. Um, and then for Penny, he's made four NBA All Star uh, games from '95 to 1998, which I'm going to get into that after I rip off his stats two-time all nba first team so one more than rose one all nba third team nba all rookie first team and he's also got a gold medal in the 96 olympics in atlanta he's averaged 15 points throughout his career four rebounds five assists uh derrick rose they don't have his total uh career averages but I'm sure it's pretty similar to Penny's. And that's because yeah, right, he's still playing. Yeah, that's because he's still playing. But I put them up against each other because, you know, it's kind of similar. You know, there's some things you can give that where Penny has an advantage over Rose at. And then there's some other areas where uh, Derrick Rose, I think culture rise, the effect on the culture, I think they're both even in that category. Uh, Penny's a you, you know what? It's, it's Derrick Rose is a lot like. The, the way the impact he had on on the, his fans is comparable to Allen Iverson. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. It you is. know, here, here's a dude who's he's a street dude. You talk to him for five seconds, you immediately pick that up. And he's he just is who he is. He's not he's not a, a big giant of a man who's who's, you know, this this big, you know, with these these godlike you know uh, uh uh physical qualities and attributes but he gets busy on the court he gets busy on the court he doesn't do a whole lot of talking i think iverson talked a little bit more trash than rose did but rose just went out there and did his thing and it was just something authentic about him that people gravitated to 
Right. You know, and, and people knew where he was from. He always acknowledged where he was from. He was always folks. <laughs> always folks. 72nd you know, in Polina. He's still folks. <laughs> in case anybody was wondering. Um, you know, so I he he's comparable to him. I, I say that to say Penny was more Hollywood. You know, he was he was willing to to jump in a commercial with the with the little penny doll, you know, and gab back and forth with a dummy and to sh- sell shoes. Derrick Rose wasn't gonna do that. I can't remember what All Star game that was. Where like they were doing a uh, they were doing the starting lineup announcements and like like LeBron and somebody else. <laughs> I, was, like, I remember they, that one. <laughs> they was dancing and like Derrick Rose was right behind and he was just looking at at LeBron with the, with the most. <laughs> Unimpressed look on his face, looking like he just wanted to shoot LeBron in the face, man. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> it was like that kid didn't, didn't want to take pictures with Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> he was just stone face, and then and then a the look on his face when his teammates would be doing them like complicated handshakes. Uh, <laughs> he would get this look on his face, like you better not throw down the rakes, you know. <laughs> I, I do agree with you on the fact that their their impacts are totally different. Um, one's more Hollywood, the other one's more hood impact. But both impacts, I, and that's why I say they're even, is because people were just as far as the as far as Penny go, bro. I remember back when I was in school, man. Everybody was trying to get them pennies, man. Like his effect, yeah. You know, like his effect on the shoe game was just crazy. It was almost, it was almost up there with Michael Jordan's shoe game. It was, where, it, was. it was just like if you didn't have Jordans, I, well, I might not have the Jordans, but I got these pennies. Oh, okay, you still cool. You know what I mean? You can't be, you can't, you can't be like, oh, I can't get these Jordans. I got these Patrick Ewings. <laughs> you ain't about to get flamed today. <laughs> I ain't about to get flamed. I got these pennies. Oh, oh yeah, uh, you cool, you cool, you can come in. But like, you see, you can, come. you can sit at this lunch table. Yeah, you can sit at this lunch table. You got the pennies on. You good? So, unpopular opinion. Those penny shoes was trash. <laughs> I, I thought they were okay. I didn't think they were great, but it was just like, you know, the black and blue, you know. Gangster, gangster disciple. Yeah, it was just like you know, it is what it is. But I, I, I thought uh, both of them definitely left a mark on their, on their both of their individual eras. You know, it was done differently, but they both left a mark. Uh, as far as who I think had the better career, I, I gotta agree with you. I'm, I'm going with Derrick Rose based off the strength that he single-handedly almost took. A, a, a underman team to the NBA Finals by itself. You know, Penny had Shaq, and after Shaq left, Penny struggled. And this is what got Penny's career in trouble. When he played in that All Star game in '98, when the doctors told him not to play, I've, that was the end. That was the beginning of the end of Penny because he, he still wasn't 100 percent recovered from his knee injury. He re-injured it. After the play, after that, uh, after that All Star game, he tried to play a little bit after that, and he re-injured it and made it worse. And you know, he, he later got traded to Phoenix. And when he was in Phoenix, he was still balling, but you you could tell it was just he wasn't the same man. He was just posting up, shooting fadeaways. He wasn't really like cutting to the basket, slashing, dunking on people. It was just you could tell he lost his athleticism after that knee injury, man. And it is, 
his career never took it never was the same again man and you know he's had a he had a couple of like high points um he had a game winner against the lakers in the playoff series uh you know in a matchup against kobe but other than that man like penny struggled dramatically at least with derrick rose he's having some bounce back years like you know his year last year with the pistons he was killing and the year before oh, that yeah. in minnesota he he was killing he had a 50 point game like penny can't say that about his career you know yeah, so, that's true i gotta get an edge to derrick rose but man both of these guys were were, were would definitely forever be one of two of my favorite players and the whole the whole little penny thing i i, I appreciated i appreciated that 30 for 30 because Penny's, a, I, honestly, as far as personality rise, Penny's a reserved guy too. He, he, you know, especially if you look at him now, he, you know, he's coaching and everything. He's a little bit more hard nosed than what he used to be. But he was a reserved dude, and I think the little Penny character, and that's what they explained in the documentary, it was kind of like that, like that character that said basically said what Penny wanted to say, but he didn't have the courage to say it. So I got, I'm gonna put this little penny right here, put him in the car with Tyra Banks and just have him, you know, rant and rave about stuff to promote my shoes. You know what I mean? So I don't think, you know, that was Penny. Like Hollywood, his commercials, his his persona that they put out there came off as Hollywood, but I don't think Penny was a, his personality was all that Hollywood. I think Shaq was more Hollywood than Penny was. It that is true. That is true. I, I, when I when I say Hollywood, I just meant more Hollywood or more malleable than Derrick Rose. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He, Derrick Rose he, he definitely do ain't as good as Derrick Rose or like that. You know. Yeah. Derrick Rose wasn't going to do nothing if the block didn't sign off on it. Right. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, the next matchup we got is uh, Paul Pierce versus Clyde Drexler. Ah. Uh, I looked up these two players, man, and I was like, man, this will be, it might not seem like a good matchup, but I'm going to just ramble. Well, first of all, let's get into it. What do you think of the, who do you think had the better career between these two players? Well, again, I, I didn't have time to dig into the stats, but man, I'm going Paul Pierce. I, I, I believe Paul Pierce accomplished more quicker. Now, I'm sure you got all the stats to tell me if I'm right or wrong, but it, it feels that Paul Pierce, his ascension was pretty immediate. Mm -hmm. And he didn't, he didn't have to, he, he won, he won a championship by what? His, his eighth, ninth year in the league? Uh, he won a championship in 95. No, no, no. In 96. Pierce. Oh, you saying Pierce. Oh, Pierce won a championship in 08. He was drafted in 1998. So, yeah, 10 years. 10 years. And Drexler, he won finally won one in what? Drexler got drafted in 83, finally won his first title in 95. Okay, okay. So, that, that that's right. Um, but the only yeah. difference is he wasn't the finals MVP like... Paul Pierce was. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But I'm gonna yeah, ramble I'm off. Going Pierce, man. I'm going Pierce. So I'm gonna ramble off both of their accomplishments. It's actually pretty equal, man. It's pretty even besides the M NBA Finals MVP. For Paul Pierce, he's, been, he's a 10 time NBA All Star, three time All NBA third team. 
he made the second team in 2009. He made the first team in a uh, rookie uh, of the all rookie first team in 99. He's actually an NBA three point champion in 2010, uh, which Clyde Drexler never accomplished. Uh, Clyde Drexler, as we all know, lost a bunch of dunk contests. Uh, <laughs> he's averaged 19 points, five rebounds, three assists. You know, Jordan, he, he took the comparisons personally. Yeah, yeah, he took them personally, you know. So you have to uh, bust him and, and, and give him 60. Uh, <laughs> but Clyde Drexler, same thing, one championship like Paul Pierce, 10 NBA All Stars like Paul Pierce. Uh, he made the first team once, like Paul Pierce in '92. Uh, two-time All NBA second team, two-time All NBA third team twice. Both and for both of those, second and third, he won won it twice. Um, he's averaged 20 points per game, six rebounds, five uh, assists. I'm got. I'm, I'm gonna have to go. This one was a tough one for me, man. Now the advantage here's another advantage that Clyde Drexler has over Paul Pierce. Even doesn't even though he doesn't have an MVP, NBA Finals MVP, he does have a gold medal. Paul he Pierce was on the dream team. Yeah, <laughs> Paul, Paul Pierce never won a gold medal, but he was on the dream team. Really? Like you said Paul Pierce has never won a gold medal. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would he have won one had he? Had he went in 08? I think he got, yeah, I think he got, uh, I think he didn't make the cut on that team for some reason or or another. Or I don't know if he wanted to play on that squad. I'm going to have to look it up because they were, I think they had just won the champion. They had just won the championship. So I don't know if he, you know, wanted to play in that. Yeah, he might have been I, taking it easy. But I'm, I, I'm, I got to. I got my selection. Even though I love Clyde, Clyde Drexler was one of my favorite players growing up. I thought he had a great career, but he failed so many times with great squads. Until he got to the Rockets, he kind of rolled Elijah Wan's coattail to that title. Paul Pierce grabbed, even though Paul Pierce had received Allen, uh, Ray Allen and, and, and Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce was, you know, balling that year. Like he was huge, and with, and I feel like, you know, if it wasn't for his play, I don't think they beat the Lakers in that finals. So, I got to give the edge to Paul Pierce, not on the strength of those, but on one thing, and one thing only: who survives being stabbed nine times, man. <laughs> Paul Pierce. <laughs> Paul Pierce. Clyde Drexler ain't never been stabbed. They said it in, in, in Game of Zones. He got stabbed. This man got stabbed. He's the GOAT. In Game of Zones, he's the GOAT in Game of Zones. That's another thing that he edge that he has over Clyde Drexler. Yeah, that so is that's true. Why, that's why I have to give the edge to Paul Pierce. This is true. This is true. But Clyde, you great career, Clyde. You know, five slamma jamma, all that stuff. Great career. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, man, you ain't been stabbed nine times, so I'm sorry, man. I gotta get an edge to to, to, to uh, the truth. The truth. In the hood, we say the truth, like not not like the th at the end. We say the truth. T r o o f. 
げえ Shut, shut Mom. up, Mark Jackson. There are no one. God damn. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Why you hate Mark Jackson so much? Because he says stuff like, he just says <laughs> obvious stuff. And then he says, no one else is saying this stuff. Everyone's saying this stuff, Mark Jackson. You're saying it. Kevin Durant might be the second best player in this whole league. No one gives him enough credit for that. Yes, they do. Everyone's saying that, Mark Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mark is not the best. He, he, you know. But uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. So we're going to get into our uh, next segment. Get into our next segment. I know you uh had something special cooked up for the fans here on MVP. So uh let's get it. Oh, wait, which one hey, wait, which <laughs> which one was it? It was the uh oh man, I'm sorry. I'm looking through my notes, man. I almost lost my thought. Uh jerseys, basketball jerseys, man. Oh man, I know we were gonna do that next next uh <laughs> next show. We'll do it next show then. We'll do it next show. We running out of time anyway, but you know. We'll do it next show. We was gonna yeah, these, these are some long. These are some long '90s stories, man. I got some. I got some Charlie Murphy type stories, man. All right. Well, well, I definitely notate that in the next show. We definitely gonna. Uh, so we'll do. We'll that. do. We'll do the top jerseys you actually own back in the day. Right. Jersey and wearing I, is not something we do a lot in our 30s and our late 30s now. But back in the day, there were there was a few. I was a b boy, so I didn't get heavy in the jerseys like my brother did, but. Every now and again, I'd I, I, I whip one out and I got some stories connected to these jerseys. So, so if you got any stories, Rodney, I'd love to hear them. And whose jersey you own back in the day? I got to, I'm, and I'm going to have a confession to make for that show too, that might, you know, throw, throw it off balance a little bit. But hey, it is what it is. I, I'll definitely share next week. Next, and next, ne- next show, next show going to be fire. <laughs> yes, sir. This one is fire though, and, and we're about to get into our awards. So uh, let's start it off. Oh yeah, I got plenty of awards. Uh, the Essence of Otis Award. Who you got? Essence of Otis. Um, this is this is a warm up one. Um, right now I got I got some of these uh, these new twenty NBA uh, uh, twenty twenty one new city jerseys. I hate those jerseys. Dude, the, the, now here, here are the worst ones. Did you did, did you see Kawhi Leonard's reaction to the Clippers jersey? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I saw the reason why I didn't text you back about the Kawhi Leonard doing karate because I wanted to express my enthusiasm for that video of Kawhi Leonard doing karate, breaking boards with his bare hands, karate style. <laughs> Karate style, dude. I watched that like <laughs> ten straight times, dude. Just laughing hysterically, like. 
but dude, you gotta look at I'm gonna send you that link uh to Kawhi Leonard reacting to the city jersey, man. It is hilarious. Yeah, please do. The port the Portland jerseys are terrible. Um Atlanta's jerseys, Atlanta is just they got the worst jersey game currently right now. They, their regular jerseys look like crap. They look like something from the China League. But their new jerseys are like they just say MLK on the front. And I'm like I, I get what y'all are going for, for right here, but like they be doing too much. They be doing too much. They say MLK, they say ATL, they say Peachtree. You know, it's like y'all 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 doing too much. Another terrible looking one, the Cleveland one. Oh my God, the Cleveland ones look terrible. Uh, the Brooklyn ones are terrible. They were designed by. Uh, not by Basquiat, but they were designed to honor Basquiat and his art. And again, just doing too much. Who who's gonna make that connection, Brooklyn? There you go, trying to be too trendy again. Um, the Chicago ones look terrible. Um, but the worst one is probably the New York ones. They they look like it looks like a, a sewer manhole cover, and it says, <laughs> and it says. Uh, the city, it's, it says in a circle, the city that never sleeps. Well, y'all need to change that to the team, a team that never wins. Oh, man. But some some of the city jerseys are kind of hot. The hot ones, the Phoenix one is pretty dope. Phoenix is dope. Um, New Orleans is actually pretty dope. They got the, um, they got like the French fleur-de-lis on the front um, to kind of, you know, honor the city and its heritage or whatever. And the San Antonio one, San Antonio ones are pretty hot because they look kind of old school. And then the Toronto ones are kind of dope. Okay. But ain't nobody trying to see them, them other jerseys. My 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 essence of Otis Award goes to Paul George. Did you hear his uh interview on all the smoke? I did. He he won another award of mine. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna wait till you give him that award, and we can elaborate. The Cuddy Award. Hey, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta change somebody's name, man. I gotta change, I gotta change a name to a team. I gotta change a name to a team. You know who that team is, in? Who is that? I will just, just for this year, because if they get back to playing like garbage, I'm gonna change the name back. But the Cleveland Browns have now turned into the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they recently knocked the Tennessee Titans down a flight of stairs and are now nine and three and are basically locked to make the playoffs this year. So, uh, and this is without Odell Beckham, who had a uh, season ending injury earlier this season. So, imagine that. Imagine that, man. They're about to make the. They might have another. You might be seeing another Kyrie Irving situation happening in Cleveland. They make the playoffs without Odell. They better. They, they better without him. What, yeah. uh, I heard the Redskins were doing. Not the Redskins. The Washington Football Team. The football team, not the. Yeah, yeah. The football. They ain't even got a name yet. Uh, yeah, they upset. They gave the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that's another good Cuddy Award. They slapped. They they knocked the the Pittsburgh Steelers down. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you wasn't nothing going good going to happen for them till they change their name? <laughs> hey, they they're they're in on pace to win the division this year again. That's, that was that was that bad mojo from the name. I'm yep. telling you. 
even though their record's trash, but th their division is trash. So uh, they'll be fighting the Giants for that first spot. But yeah, the, the, I got to give it to the football team, man. They they came to play. They came to play. Do the right um, thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I will be calling. I will be calling the Cleveland Browns the Browns until further notice. If they start playing like trash again, they're gonna be back to me calling them the Orange Helmets. So, uh, shout out to to the Browns. Uh, you played yourself. Oh, uh, what's your cutty award? I'm sorry. It's brief. Demar Derozan for chasing a burglar out of his house. Oh yeah, that was dope. That was a dope story, actually. I like that story. Uh, you know, that's because he looked like uh, Leroy from. Um, <laughs> he thought it was showing up breaking up and in, breaking into his house <laughs> he, had, he had to get that that body glowing you know moving his arms yeah. <laughs> did you hear that the burglar thought he was breaking into kylie jenner's home why do the Kardashians slash Once again, a black man, a black man screwed over by the Kardashians once uh, again. Hey, I'm gonna tell you though, I'm gonna tell you this though. Hey, I, I know we feel the way we feel about Tristan Thompson Thompson's playing career, but he might have been the smartest one when it came to them Kardashians, man. Perhaps, yeah. He he might have been the smartest one. Uh you played yourself award. Mines go to Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley for getting into a messy situation with Larsa Pippen, who is the who is uh, the former uh, wife, or not? Well, they are still married; they are only separated. Uh, Scottie Pippen and uh, Malik Beasley not only got spotted with Larsa Pippen, uh, Malik Beasley is currently married while being spotted with Larsa Pippen and was actually be supposed to be spending his birthday with his family. But yet he got caught and um, man, dude, Malik is making it splash on and off the court. But uh, you played yourself, bro. You played yourself. Yeah, that's a messy, messy situation. Someone need to make Larsa Pippen disappear. Um, I, don't, I, don't get these, I don't get these athletes and these rappers who have all this money, all this access to women, but yet they you you only hear about them dating the same eight or nine people. Right. <laughs> right. And he married. So, like, yeah, what are you doing? That's that's such a messy situation. It is. And what's crazy is how he got leaked. It <laughs> uh Beasley's wife, by the way, filed for uh divorce in December 3rd. But um, what made it even what exposed Beasley was it was another dude, another chick that he was cheating with was the one that exposed the story on him going out with uh, Larsa Pippen. So this dude Malik just man, he's just out there dirty, dude. Yeah, I got you played yourself going to PG thirteen. Yeah, man, come on, dude. Like really. They're not you gonna blame Doc bro. Rivers? He's like, really? That's that's all you got out of last season. That's your I'm only not, takeaway. I'm not Ray Allen. I don't come off screens. I don't like the way they use me. It's so it's Doc Rivers' fault. Your 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 shot was bouncing off the side of the backboard. It's Doc Rivers' fault. You you scored ten points in an elimination game, and when you look at the statistical data. 
he didn't do a lot of what he accused Doc Rivers of using him for. He really did not. Exactly. Um, Paul George, man, he, this dude has no ownership, man. He's just like James Harden when it, when when it, when it, when the game when a high stakes game is on the line and they're down, he get that same look on his face that you see on on James Harden's face and on Rudy Gobert's face and on and on and that was on Roy Hibbert's face and is on it was on Wiggins' face in years past. It's like the same look. Yeah, just quietly resign to losing, dude. Dude, I hope the Clippers trade him so quickly, man. They should have traded him right after they lost to, to the Nuggets. All right. Uh, Mill Carton Award, I have nothing. I got nothing. Uh, we might not have nothing for the Mill Carton until the season starts. It's a shame award. I'm going with LeBron James' ego. It's a shame what happened to his ego. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was so hurt by Kyrie Irving's statements that when Kyrie said he's more clutch, he, he's never played with a clutch player until he's gotten with Kevin Durant. And that that hurt him. That, that hurt me so much. <laughs> well, you know, hey, Kyrie need to shut up because he... Well, Kyrie need to shut up. But what? Come on, LeBron, man. You ain't even got... Why you have to address that? Why you, yeah, you, you he acknowledge to. that? He ain't had to bring it up. You just won your fourth championship. Right. You still talk about what Kyrie Irving said. Right. Like, man, leave it alone, man. Talk about that privately with Kyrie. Yeah, no, no one's, no one's so even really, no one's even really taking Kyrie that serious. Like when when he talks, it's like exactly. You know, like 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 he when he he didn't show up for like media day this year again, and then he gonna release a statement through his team, and I'm like, I'm like. Here we go. Season ain't even started yet. This dude is already establishing the pattern that we're probably going to see throughout the season where he doesn't talk to any media. He just releases an email because he's a weirdo. And this part, that's the part of the job he doesn't like, you know, because he'll, he'll say something stupid. And then when the media calls him out on it, it's like, oh, oh the media, the media took my words out of context. The media made such a big deal over what I said. No, you said something stupid and they tried to get clarity. Right. Don't don't blame other people for what came out of your mouth. Yeah, man. It is. Like I said, Kyrie Irving, he's that weirdo in the congregation that, you know, you don't really know that well, but he seems like a good guy. And you've heard people make statements about sideways statements about, and you say, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna try to get spend some time with, with homie and get to know him better. And then, you know, get an exchange of encouragement. And then a minute y'all alone, he, he, he hits you with the, you know Jesus had a beard, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I, 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 I see what everybody was talking about. Right now, I see. Now you know I the Hebrews. You know the Hebrews was black, right? Right. Why they don't look like that in the magazines? <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to go in that house. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they. That's how the friends be looking at you. Yeah. I told you not to go in. I did not tell you not to go in that house. <laughs> like I walked in, he had a, a bookshelf full of apostate material. I said, "Let me get out of here." Yeah, sure. Well, that that that'll do it. That is our. Uh, oh, did you get have an instant shame award? Or you the Chicago Bears, man. <laughs> Actually, that's perfect because I got a commercial in store for them. I will definitely be sending it to you uh, soon. So. Yeah, okay. 
Um, the Bears, they started out so promising. Um, but uh, I never believed in them. I don't know why anyone else did. But um, RIP. Season over. Know, hey, they... they <laughs> They, they they had an impressive beginning to the season. Like um, I don't know, man. I, I I'm I'm not. I don't even really watch football like that. So. Um. so well, I will say this: the light. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, Bears fans, because there has been talk of higher ups stepping down and stuff like that. So, and that's that's where my finger pointing has always been. Uh, is in that area, not necessarily the the GMs that they hire and the coaches that they hire. Um, they, they we we have a front office and we that's stuck in '85. That's the problem. It's been a problem for since I've been living in Chicago, born in life. I've always been accustomed to seeing uh, backup quarterbacks, trash starting quarterbacks, great defenses, nothing to show for it. So and, and and stir and repeat. It's been like that for the 35 years that I've been watching football. So, you know, I was five years old when the Bears won the Super Bowl. I care less about 85. Like that, you know, I can care less about uh, Mongo and and and, and Samurai and Samurai and you know, sweet and you know, RIP sweetness, but hey, I didn't live through the sweetness era. So I I can't appreciate Walter Payton like everybody else did back then. So I I don't have a connection with that team like that. I want to see either. a championship team during my era that I can appreciate. But we can't get that because we have a franchise that's stuck in 85. And that's and until that change, the Bears will never they, win they, the Super Bowl. They have a very antiquated approach to running the team, man. They just... You know, and I'm not saying you got to be one of these franchises that that kowtows to, to to stars like like Odell Beckham all the time, but like, you know, try to do a little bit more courting to these 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 players, man. If there's if there's a coach out there that's a good coach that you know players are going to want to play for, pay them the money to get them on the team. Yeah, you know, spend a little bread. You know, I don't I don't know what's what's what the funds are looking like with this COVID stuff. But I mean, at this point, the family needs to sell the team. <laughs> I've been saying that for years, man. You know, and I don't know. And it's like they have this issue with one, with, with not wanting to pay black players with their worth, overpaying, overpaying these 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 white boys. They just, but yeah, like you said, they they, they operate like it's still 1985, man. Yeah. Oh, we won in '85. Be be thankful. Suck it, Packers. Uh, the Packers didn't win how many Super Bowls since 85? <laughs> two. And been to what? Three? So. Uh, I thought it was more than two. No, they won. They, uh, one with Brett Favre, one with, with Aaron Rodgers. And, and Brett Favre actually went to back-to-back Super Bowls, but um, lost one of them. So. Okay. Yeah. Virginia McCaskey is 97 years old, man. 97. Oh man. oh man, she older than the Gentile times. <laughs> she was living when Nebuchadnezzar was king. I she, mean, probably owned, she probably owned slaves. That's the problem. That's the problem. No wonder you don't want to pay black players what they're worth. You grew up in an age where you could steal lynches for, for a <laughs> Sunday activity. 
Wow, man. <laughs> 97? Good good Lord. Like 97. What do you know about football? Nothing. Like, Nothing. Nothing. No disrespect. No disrespect to the older generation. Um, but yeah, that's 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 inexcusable. What if the NFL team has a 97-year-old owner? Woo! <laughs> don't give me it. I, I don't want to get a headache again, man. I, let, let's let's end it on this. Hey, next week, top instrumental albums. We're gonna be bringing back. Uh, the music table. So be ready for that. Also, the Jersey talk for our next one. Yes, yes, gonna have some good stories. <laughs> yes, definitely. And um, we'll try to aim, uh, definitely um, try to aim for another episode after these Christmas games uh, shoot so that we could uh, talk about that first week of NBA basketball. So, man, thanks for having me. Uh, hey, Rodney. Hey, Rodney. Yeah. Did you ever get got for a jersey? Mm-mm. No, but I got guy for some shoes. Okay. <laughs> I'm willing to share that story too. I, I, I might have to put that. Uh, well, I think I put that one on wax, but I don't mind doing a refresher. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, we appreciate you guys joining us for three hours to discuss <laughs> sports topics. <laughs> sports topics. And uh, appreciate you sitting by. And, and Ian, thanks for taking the time out. Of your no, not a problem, man. Anytime. Yeah. And with that being said, man, enjoy the soundtrack at the end. Enjoy the music at the end. We look forward to our next show. And we'll see you on the next one. Yes, sir. Enjoy this music. And enjoy Dennis Rodman, too. He going to drop in for us. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, peace. All right, peace, 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 peace.
was the best teammate to ever live. Everybody loved me, except when I skipped practice. Mike loved me. Or when I wouldn't show up for the games. Scotty loved me. Or when I'd leave in the middle of the season. Phil loved me. I invented load management because it, was, it wasn't nothing to get missing. I needed my me time. Madonna loved me. I said, click, I'm there. I'm here. I'm here. Nobody loved anything. In the history of loving things, more than everybody loved me. Boom, there, here, here, here. I want to go out there and get my nose broken. Click. Here, I want to be able to feel that pain. I said, look that way, and then I'm here. I want to get cut. I'm there, and then, hey! Tony Raxton, here, there. <clears throat> now nah, I loved her. Click, I'm here. I want to get kicked in my groin. I want to hit my shin on that little metal corner of the bed frame. I want to feel that. I want to be creeping into the kitchen when it's pitch black and step on a nail. Isaiah loved me. I want to burn my arm on the metal part of the seatbelt when the car has been outside in the sun all day long. I want that. I invented the turn up. I don't think that team wins a championship without me. Lamp loved me or with me. That's why I went to the Bulls. This is about the Spurs, right? I deserve a framed silk button up with kamikaze stains on it, hanging in the rafters at the Hard Rock Casino. I wanna put my tongue on a nine volt battery. Look over here, then I'm here. I love powder donuts. That's the other one. Hmm. Then boom, I'm here.